Welcome once again to the Placid Island of Ignorance podcast. My name is Trevor Hurst. I can can tell by the look on your face that you're uh, skeptical, you know, about this latest installment, seeing as how I haven't recorded anything for a couple of months. But it's been a busy summer. Not a lot of game playing going on. Just a lot of living. Anyway, it'll be just me for this episode. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of my thoughts about uh, the direction this podcast will take. I was really thinking I'd like to do a podcast that focuses on getting the most out of your gaming while spending the least amount of money. Because one thing, I can't even say that it really bothers me. It does sometimes, but of all the podcasts I listen to, they are totally responsible. So many of these podcasts are responsible for the amount of game purchases that I make. I mean, I wouldn't even know about so many of these games or how fun they are until I hear somebody talk it up on their podcast. I mean, uh, how do you think I got into Savage Worlds? I wanted to I got into Savage Worlds thinking it'd be fun to um, play a Fallout campaign. I wondered if there was anything for Fallout, you know, the you know the computer game. If there's any sort of Fallout RPG, and when I started searching the internet for that, there was some reference to uh, uh, a setting for Savage Worlds you know, based on the Fallout world. And then I'm looking through podcasts to see, like, has anyone tried this? Is it any good? And I came across, that's when I found either the Wild Die or the Tabletop Twats. I, I'm not sure which one it was first, but one led to the other. The next thing I know, I've got the core rule book for Savage Worlds. And then a couple of months later, I'm involved in a Kickstarter to buy the new edition of Savage Worlds, and then I also have East Texas University box set uh, setting for Savage Worlds. I play a couple of games of Savage Worlds at GaryCon. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be playing Savage Worlds at all. Oh, if it wasn't for these podcasts. Oh, that reminds me. I still haven't played Fallout yet, but I did find some free PDFs thanks to the Tabletop Twats. And uh, yeah, that is a fantastic podcast that I really enjoy. And um, they led me to that free PDF of the uh, Fallout for Savage Worlds. And it looks great. And maybe one day, sometime in the future, hopefully before the real apocalypse happens, I don't know, have to be playing a post-apocalyptic game in the post-apocalypse, that would be, I think I'd be too busy, you know, scavenging for bullets to have time to roll up characters and get a group together for fucking RPG. So hopefully I can get that done in the next couple of years or so. But yeah, I wanted to uh, help you to find enjoyment 
in the games that you already own, how to how to get the most out of Dungeons and Dragons without having to buy a whole bunch of shit, you know. Um, I think I'm gonna. And I just realized, you know, why would I want to do that? You know, make that my goal in life because it's so hard to achieve. Because um, basically, I would just be a hypocrite all the time because uh, I still pick up. You know, I'm not spending a ton of money on games, but I probably purchase one or two PDFs every month. I think that's about what it averages. You know, lately, what is the last few things I've bought? I got, I got a RPG Pundit Presents PDF, a little scenario for his Lion and Dragon role-playing game, which I've also purchased hardcover. I really like that game. And uh, when we start up playing again, I'm going to be running some sessions of that because I'm really curious. I want to uh, run some sessions and do their random leveling up. I think the game is just built for campaign play and uh, that's what I would like to do. I know that the pundit his campaigns typically go for a few years and that sounds, you know, maybe a bit excessive, but I would at least like to go, you know, a full year campaign just see where it goes. And if I want to keep going, hey, I will, but um the last time I ran a year-long campaign, it was for Call of Cthulhu, and that was very rewarding. And now I, I would like to do it in the Dungeons & Dragons fantasy setting. And um, Dungeon Crawl Classics, I've decided, does not work for me for campaign play because it's too random. I mean, you could be going right along, and then the gods are angry, and fucking nobody gets along because of their alignment differences, or... Jeez, there's just too many cats to juggle in that system. I love that system. Don't want you to think I don't. It's really fun to play it and even to link a few games together. But honestly, for a long campaign, high-level characters, you know, characters approaching 5th and 6th level, I don't really want to use Dungeon Crawl Classics. But I think... uh Lion and Dragon combined with my usual basic Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I can't get away from, from those rules just because they're part of my gaming DNA. But uh, yeah, the Lion and Dragon, I like it a lot. So I picked up a scenario for that just to kind of try to get into the mind of Pundit and how he runs his games a little bit, get some ideas, hopefully, you know, put the flint to the steel and get some sparks for my creativity going uh yep so i purchased that and i've also purchased um some of the comic book adaptions for the crypt mass for the crypt world game by goblinoid games uh though i like those a lot they are what they are is uh like a old comic book you know like 1950s ec comics sort of horror story and uh you when you get the pdf you get the 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 comic book the actual horror story i'm sure they're uh what do they call it public domain you get the comic book and then you you know you read that little story with all of its illustrations and at the end of it the author 
Tim, I think his name is, he breaks it down as to how you would run it as a game or how to, after you read the story or let the players, you know, introduce them to the story, then the, uh, their player characters kind of jump in and take over from from there on and i think it's a really great idea i i love chill or crypt world and that is uh the horror game that i plan to be playing this halloween either that or it came from the late 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 show which i learned about on a podcast yeah the good friends of jackson elias convinced me to go on ebay and um after about a year i found a cheap copy of that i got it for like uh, I think eight or nine dollars shipping and handling included, and uh, I I just reread that rule book the other day, and it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a, you know, a knee slapping good time to play that game, and I think that's what I'll do if I get a chance to run a Halloween game this year. Because, to be honest, my gaming group generally consists of well a few people, but, uh. My wife and 12-year-old daughter are ever-present at the table. And they don't really go in for the freaky stuff. Like, I can't I can't run my games quite as dark as I'd like because, well, my wife probably would be able to handle it. And my 12-year-old, you know, she's just... Both of them scare easy, which makes it super fun for me to run horror for them, but not so much when the 12 year old gets a little bit upset with some of the, with some of the stuff. And I'm not even being like really bad or really gruesome. I just, you know, describe the fluorescent lights flickering in a sink dripping somewhere in, in the distance, you know, when they're exploring the subterranean passages underneath the school at East Texas university, savage worlds playing a, my daughter's playing a college student and then she has some strange flashback to a ziggurat, not a flashback, but like a vision of a, a ziggurat in a jungle and human sacrifice. And they're hiding from the janitor of all people, you know, that they don't want to get caught because they'll get in trouble, you know, maybe expelled from school. Right. So they're hiding from the janitor, run into this bathroom. They get the, my daughter gets the vision of the cigarette and the human sacrifice. And I don't know, I guess that was too much for her. She really does not like the human sacrifice and the, the creepy vibe that I had established in the game, I think really drove the, the fear factor for her there. Uh, so end result, we kind of suspended East Texas university because, Hey, that was the beginning stages of the game. And if I, can't get even that little bit of horror going on without her uh, kind of being a little bit scared to sleep at night. Well, just can't run a horror game for her yet. She's too young and too impressionable. Great kid. Loves playing a thief in Dungeons and Dragons. So we kind of like to switch to that and get a campaign going to some Lion and Dragon. But one of these days, I want to run chill. And uh, so these are the purchases that I've been making. So how can I, in good conscience, tell you, my listeners, to stop spending money on role-playing games when I know damn well I'm not going to? Hell, I might just go and order another 
set of game science dice online or something, you know? Stranger things have happened. Oh, my God. And those are just the PDFs. Uh, a little over a month ago, I ordered a couple of battle mats from Deep Cut Studios. Like, shit, what country are they? Like, Lithuania or some strange Eastern European country. I don't, I don't remember which one. But the shipping and handling was atrocious. And I dropped some major dollars on a couple of nice 4x4 battle mats. One I got at that neoprene, neoprene rubber. Uh, like a mouse pad. I I ordered that battle mat for Gaslands, which I have played this summer a couple of times. I can get my brother and a friend over to play that, no problem. And uh, we've we've played some Gaslands on that mat. And the other mat I ordered, I got the uh, the PVC plastic mat of an aerial view with a one inch grid for playing Dawn Patrol. I love Dawn Patrol. And I think I've actually found a family of four who would like to join with me and my brother. So that's six pilots, a mom and dad, son and daughter. They're all like 13 years old and up. Uh, well, the parents, obviously, right? But uh, those two, those four plus my, me and my brother, six people, that's a, that's a great game of Dawn Patrol if I can get that going on at a regular, regular interval. You know, once summer's kind of winding down and we have time to get together and play games. So, yeah, no, I spend. I spend money. And actually, I think it was the sticker shock. It was like, I think I spent about $170 maybe after shipping and everything on those battle mats. Totally worth it. But the sticker shock kind of makes me want to uh, come online and tell you how to. Get the most out of your first edition DMG. Blow the dust off of it and start running games. All you need is a player's handbook, DMG, and the monster manual. And honestly, you don't even need the monster manual, but you might as well have it, you know. Or even just your uh, basic D&D. Whatever you got, man. I don't know what you got. Let me know. I'll tell you how to get the most out of it without spending any money. Or at least try. The cripe. Tonight I, I got a PDF and it was free. And so it's like right up our alley of the stuff that we want to be doing with this podcast. A free PDF chock full of uh, basic D&D, old school D&D goodness. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the company. It's like Big Dragon Entertainment or something. Ah, oh, shit. I don't remember. What the hell was the name of the PDF? Can I, uh, I don't know if I can stop this recording. I'll try this. All right. I can. I can pause this, look at the internet, and come right back. Oh, hold on. All right. The name of the PDF is Wherein Evil Lies by New Big Dragon Games. It's free. New Big Dragon games are the same ones that put out the D30 Companion and the D30 Sandbox Companion, which are two supplements that you need to buy. If you if you want to be gaming on the cheap, pick up those two things at DriveThruRPG because they are indispensable and fantastic. And you might as well throw in 
wherein evil lies. Because right now, it costs zero. Recommended price, zero. They're giving it away for free. Get you this. It's free. It's great if you want to have evil bad guys in your games. And who doesn't want evil in their games? Because you got to fight evil, right? That gives a <laughs> real incentive. They got evil magic items. Evil undead monsters. D30 tables for like <laughs> what happens when your characters get a bit unhinged and uh, some other things. You're just going to have to get it for free. Get it for nothing and enjoy it. And if you've never tried new Big Dragon products before, well, this would be a good introduction to it. Get wherein evil lies. And if you like it, and I'm sure you will, you might as well just go right ahead and get that D30 Sandbox Companion and the D30 Companion that they put out. Because both of those, it's full of D30 random tables for anything that you may possibly need in your campaign. They're good for sparking your imagination and get you writing your own adventures. And that's the key to really saving the money. Because, uh, hey, making your own setting, making your own dungeons, it's not that time-consuming, people. It's not that bad. And there's so many free adventures and shit out there that you can take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You get these uh, new Big Dragon game PDFs, and you can put together kick-ass games. And I'll... Next time, I'll talk to you a little bit about how sweet that is. But, uh, you know, we're, we're nearing 20 minutes here of this rambling. And uh, I think I've said everything I want to say. Also, don't be afraid to spend money on your hobby. If it makes you feel good, do it. It's your hobby, for Pete's sake. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> Just make sure you use the stuff you buy, if at all possible. Especially if you drop $180 on it like I did. So yeah, I'm definitely playing Dawn Patrol and Gaslands. Anyway, that's it for this edition of Placid Islands of Ignorance. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I'll talk to you again in the not-too-distant future. Okay, great. Thanks. Goodbye.